You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you into trouble, though. Oh, you? Yeah. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And that's your chronic state. 24-7. <laughs> My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on The Real Housewives. I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered convos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. The lies. The lies. Are you ready to get into all of it? Jen Shaw just did a new interview, and she had a lot to say about BravoCon, the current season of Salt Lake City, the after show, um, the video we saw on TMZ. And it was kind of interesting because I'm like, "Mm," I did a little fact checking and I checked with a few people that I know and I'm these things aren't adding up. So we'll break all of that down. We're also going to talk about the Real Housewives of New York reboot. One of the current cast members says that she quit, but was she actually fired? Lots of tea to spill there. We'll get into that at the end of the show. But to kick things off, I want to talk some Girardi news because we got some breaking Girardi news. We'll get into the Jen Shaw stuff, but really quickly, I wanted to recap what went down um, with Tom Girardi and this FBI agent. But really quickly, guys, tonight on Lifetime, Norma Maldonado, who's a true member of the Zach Pack. I got to meet her at my live show here in L.A., which was a lot of fun. I adore Norma. She's going to be in a new Lifetime movie called Sweet Navidad. It premieres tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern, so be sure to mark your DVRs, set it right now, set your DVR, mark your calendar, it's on tonight, or if you're listening to this on the podcast, this is a rebroadcast, this is premiering live Thursday night, um, which is when Sweet Navidad aired on Lifetime, so be sure to tune in, if you haven't, check your listings, check your DVR, keep an eye out for Esperanza, she's the mom, played by Norma, so keep an eye out for Esperanza tonight. Show her some love. I know I'll be watching later. All right. Let's talk about it. An FBI, an FBI agent here in Los Angeles currently lives in a home that was paid for by Tom Girardi. And the internet has some theories, okay? Brandon Lowry from Law 360 just released a new article earlier this week. Wild, okay? So apparently, Donald Alway, who is uh, the FBI assistant director here in Los Angeles, he owns a $1.2 million home. It's where he currently lives. It's here in California. And apparently, that home was paid for by Tom Girardi. The home is co-owned with Donald's mother, Michelle Alway, and Michelle used to work for Tom Girardi as his personal secretary and as an office admin, according to Law 360. She made over $200,000 in an annual salary, and she had her mortgage covered by Tom from 93 to 98. Okay. That sounds like one very, very generous boss Tom Girardi was. He was like, you work for me. I'll pay your rent. I'll pay your mortgage. I got you, girl. I got you, Michelle. So as you may remember, though, the FBI's L.A. office was behind the arrest of Christopher Camone, who is the former Girardi Keese CFO. And I know a lot of people, you know, sometimes I'll say CFO, sometimes I'll say bookkeeper, as the CFO, he was also acting as the bookkeeper when you become, when you graduate. He started off as the the Girardi Keys bookkeeper, and then eventually he was promoted to the chief financial officer. However, he was still the one keeping the books, okay? We know he was arrested. He either is still in the process of being transferred to Los Angeles. He was arrested in Baltimore, but he's either in the process of being transferred back to Los Angeles or has already been transferred, and we're going to see what's going to end up happening with him. But... Yeah. Wild, 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 wild. So according to a statement from the FBI, from an FBI spokesperson, Donald Alway is not part of the Girardi investigation. So it's actually being led by the U.S. Attorney's Office. And I believe the the LA's FBI or the FBI's LA division, they only worked a special counsel in the arrest with Chris Camone, but they weren't the ones that were actually behind it. It's being led by the U.S. Attorney's Office. They made it clear that Donald has no direct affiliation with the Girardi investigation. 
But I just think it's wild that somebody at the FBI now has a direct link to Tom. And I also think it's kind of funny. I didn't, not the only one that caught this, but it's kind of funny that Donald Alway even kind of resembles like a young Tom Girardi. If you look up some like young photos of Tom, I don't know how old Donald Alway is. I tried to dig into that to see if this, you know, was a wild internet theory or not. But so I can't confirm that he's like a secret love child. That sound that would be like a crazy plot twist. I mean, I feel like every other week there's a new plot twist to it and there's a new layer and element to all of this. But I just feel like that would be insane. Oh, my God. Erica's in the live chat. He does. He looks. See, OK, even Erica says he resembles a young Tom. Again, I don't know. I wasn't able to verify how old Mr. Alway is. And I don't want to get I don't want like FBI agents outside my window to like kidnap. If I disappear, if I go missing at any point, it was the FBI. It was Tom Girardi. You know, I'm saying this live so that when I go missing, you guys know where to find me or just know. Imagine living this. I know, Erica. Oh, my God. Yes, everybody give love and shout out to Erica on the YouTube. On the, Sorry, we're live on YouTube, but on the Instagram live. I mean, wild, right? It's insane. Seriously insane. Um, let me know what your thoughts are, and then we'll jump into the Jen Shaw stuff because she did a YouTube live stream today, and I was watching it, like, ready to pull my hair out because it's insane. Um Yes. Hello. Hello. Yeah, I I agree. I can't imagine being Erica living like I couldn't imagine my husband of 20 years, you know, leaving him. And then all of this every day, it's like a new disaster. And every day it's like a whole new piece of some crazy jigsaw puzzle that you didn't even know you were a part of. Please come. Please come on Zach's podcast. Zach is the only one that I'll talk to. Well, let's make it happen, guys. Zach is on Erica's payroll. Listen, I wish. I wish I was on. I'm on my own payroll, okay? I'm trying to pay my own bills. I'm keeping myself alive. I don't have no sugar daddy. I don't have no, you know, anybody that's paying me to say anything. That's why I get myself into trouble is because I say what I think. I say how I feel. I always keep it 100 Hi, guys. Hi, Seeky. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Lauren. Listen, when Erica's ready to come on the podcast, the invitation is wide open. I would love to make it happen. Yes. He's opened my eyes to a new perspective. Thank you, Shell Bells. Thank you, Aaron. Oh, my God. You guys are so sweet. Hi, Russ. Okay. Do we want to get independent, Zach? We love ex- I will always keep it independent. Hi, Storm. Hi, Elaine. Okay, guys. Should we move on to Jen Shaw? Should we wrap up Girardi and move on to the Jen Shaw of it all? The fact that this woman is out here giving these YouTube live stream exclusives when she's literally facing a sentencing date in four weeks, less than a month away, is her sentencing date. Hi, Rebecca from Dallas. Oh, God. Okay, let's move on to Jen Shaw. So Jen Shaw did a YouTube live stream today on the Up and Adam YouTube channel, and some of her answers made me raise an eyebrow. And I would raise my eyebrows a lot harder if I didn't have Botox. I actually need to get it touched up soon because my eyebrows can actually move a lot more than they usually should. Um, But anyway, there were some really big revelations. She wanted to tell her side of things, like crashing BravoCon, crashing the after party, um, why she's not part of the Salt Lake City after show. So these are some of her biggest revelations. I'm calling them some of her biggest lies. You know, a little Pinocchio action going on here, if you will. But anyway, number one, she says that when it comes to the after show, she says that she was never contacted to do the after show. Nobody contacted her to do it or not to do it. Which, I mean, the writing's on the wall, my love. It basically means you weren't invited to do the after show. So when Andy went on stage, Andy Cohen went on stage and said, hey, we've disengaged from Jen Shaw. We're no longer working with Jen Shaw when she pled guilty in court in front of a judge. We decided to walk away and she's likely not going to be at the reunion. That basically meant you're fired. So she says that she's never heard anything about the after show until she saw the official announcement about it online and she saw all the other women who were part of it. So she will not be in the after show at all. It sounds like Bravo didn't even bother to invite her. Um, Regarding the reunion, she says that what will everybody talk about without Jen Shaw? She says that she hasn't heard anything about the reunion. 
However, today I went on, I went live on Twitter Spaces with my boys Andy Lawani and Evan Real, and there Evan revealed that he heard that the reunion tapes December seventeenth, which is two days after Jen's sentencing hearing on December fifteenth. So. Again, the writing's on the wall. I love watching Jen, but she keeps doubling down. She's like a triple, quadruple doubling down on the fact that she's innocent. But like, it's not looking so hot. Do you think Jen punched Heather? No. Okay. So let's talk about the Heather Black Eye thing because the mid-season trailer came out. And people, it seems like Heather's trying to allude to someone on the cast hitting her. Apparently, she told producers she has no idea what happened to her eye. I really think she just got drunk and fell and banged her eye. Like, I don't think anybody hit her. I think she thought it was a juicier storyline to keep it a little more ambiguous. But anyway, the reunion for Salt Lake City is supposed to, as of right now, it's scheduled to tape on December 17th. Jen Shaw's sentencing is, is on December 15th. Apparently, the other women have already started to put things on their calendar. So it sounds like Jen Shaw's not going to be at the reunion. And she says that she doesn't know how they could have a reunion without her. Because she's the main topic. She's the only thing anybody wants to talk about. Which is not true because if you're watching Salt Lake City... Okay, to compare it to Beverly Hills. On Beverly Hills, you can say Erica was one of the main storylines because all they kept talking about was Erica and they were plummeting Erica. Jen Shaw, like none of these women are questioning Jen Shaw. They're just like, oh, Jen's innocent. She goes to court and pleads guilty. Oh, Jen's innocent. She must have a, a good reason to tell the judge that she did it. Like, nobody wants to poke into Jen Shaw. Nobody wants to question whether or not she was involved or not involved. Now we know she was involved. None of that is alleged. This is all what she admitted in court. She admitted to stealing money from elderly people. She admitted to taking advantage of elderly people in the telemarketing scheme. She admitted to committing wire fraud or conspiracy to commit wire fraud. So I think there's a good reason she hasn't heard about the reunion, and it's because she's fired. Andy seemed to be very clear about that at BravoCon. But she says that there will be nothing for them to talk about. But I was like, but we had a lot to talk about at last season's reunion without Mary Cosby because Mary Cosby didn't show up to that reunion and she ended up getting fired. And so based off of the midseason trailer that we got this week, it doesn't seem like we're going to get a lot of Jen Sean. It seems like they're already starting to phase her out of the show, which makes the writing on the wall even more clear that Bravo's already trying to get us used to not seeing Jen Sean on our TV because they're pushing a lot of the newbies in the midseason trailer and they're not giving us a whole lot of Jen. So, and I think the BravoCon Salt Lake City panel, I think was a perfect picture of what we're going to get at the reunion. Just add in the newbies and I'm sure it's going to be fine. I mean, listen, Jen is the show. Yes, Jen brings the show. She's the biggest character on the show. But like at this point, she's committed a crime. She's admitted it under oath. She took advantage of elderly people. She stole their money. That's not alleged. I'm not even saying allegedly anymore because these are, this is what she admitted to a judge in the court of law. It's not even alleged anymore. These are the crimes that she committed that she has owned up to. Um, she faces her sentencing. It's looking like she's probably going to get like 10 to 11 years. Who knows if she'll actually serve all of that time. The maximum sentence that she can serve with the plea deal that she took is 14 years. So it's likely she's going to end up being sentenced to a, a few years less than that 14 number and possibly serving a little less than that as well. We'll have to see. Makes me think Bravo will bring all three friends up to the room. Yeah, Storm, I'm pretty sure all of them are going to end up coming in. She talked about a solo interview like they gave Teresa. Yes, she said that Andy did mention that he wants to do a solo interview outside of the reunion. Um, I'm sure he would want to do it on like Watch What Happens Live. But at this point, like she said she hasn't heard anything. He's probably waiting until she actually goes through with her sentencing. And then once they know what's going to happen, then he'll actually sit her down. But it's so interesting that she did this interview and yet, like, continued. Okay, so let's get into some of the other things that she said in this. She also said that Mary Cosby didn't attend last year's Real Housewives of Salt Lake City reunion because Mary didn't feel safe around Jenny Wynn because Jenny Wynn is a racist. And listen, Jenny Wynn posted some really crazy shit. I'm not going to deny that. But I was like, but Mary was afraid of Jenny for being racist. But I'm like, wasn't Mary also caught making racially insensitive remarks? Didn't she call Jen a Mexican thug? And didn't she speak to Meredith in an Asian accent while she was mocking Jenny? Like, I don't think either of them are morally superior to each other. And if you remember, Jenny Wynn's Facebook post didn't surface until after they filmed the reunion. 
it was happening, like it was breaking in the news while the reunion was airing. I think it was between the second part and the third part of the reunion is when all of this ended up breaking. Um, don't quote me on that. I am going solely based on memory. But I believe it was right in the middle of the reunion airing that all of this came out in the news, right? So Mary didn't attend the reunion because she was afraid of Jenny? No, I think Mary didn't attend the reunion because she didn't want to answer for the cult rumors regarding her church, not because of Jenny. So Jen's trying to spin this into something that makes it look like Mary was afraid of Jenny because Jen also references that in the finale, Jenny threw a drink at Mary. But if we flash back to the finale, Mary was already exiting the scene and Jenny threw a drink on the floor. She didn't throw it at Mary. She threw a drink. She broke a glass and threw it on the floor, which, if you'll remember, is the same thing Jen Shaw did. Jen Shaw threw a glass and broke it on the floor at Coach Shaw's party back in season one. And didn't Jen Shaw also, like, get up in Lisa Barlow's face in the Sprinter van? Like, there are many times where we had these physical altercations. Um that just, you know, it's very funny how we like to omit certain things and rewrite history. And again, I'm not defending Jenny Wynn, you can't, you, but you can't pin it all on Jenny and regard all of the bad behavior that both Jen Shaw and Mary Cosby have also conducted because they've done a lot of the same things that Jen Shaw is saying are the reasons that Mary didn't want to show up to the reunion because she was afraid of Jenny. I mean, come on. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Yes, Jen Shaw and Mary Cosby make Salt Lake City interesting. They're definitely the breakout stars. They're definitely the most entertaining. Sure. But like, and listen, I I get it. We don't cast these people on these shows because they're upstanding citizens, right? We're casting them because they're entertaining to watch. However, we can't have the double standards because the double standards... You know, I feel like the audience sometimes and some of these women just like to change the goalpost and like reconfigure their moral compass whenever they feel like it. So I think Jen's spin on things was a bit off and it disregards her own bad behavior or her own criminal behavior. And it also disregards Mary Cosby's own bad behavior. But then Jen Shaw really talks about BravoCon. And let's get into this because I was like... My head was spinning when she started talking about BravoCon. She says that she had no clue when she got there that she was walking into Tamara Judge's room. Remember? Because that's how it all started. We saw on the Instagram Live with Teddy and Tamara that Jen Shaw came into their hotel room. And then Tamara said that after that, Jen Shaw tried to crash watch what happens live, but they had security guards so that she couldn't. Well, Jen says she had no clue whose room she was even going to, that she didn't just storm into Tamara Judge's hotel room. She says that Heather told her to come up to that specific room once she arrived in New York. She calls Teddy and Tamara two pussies in a pod. She said that she didn't crash anything, but she also said she wasn't going to prison and she wasn't going to be serving any time. So she's not really the most believable. But anyway... Bravo, she said that Bravo originally invited her to BravoCon, but then they disinvited her, but still upheld their honorarium and paid her the money that she was owed. And um, I guess because they she signed a contract. And so there was money, I believe it's 5000 that each of the talent was paid. And then they also got their expenses covered. I don't believe Jen Shaw's expenses were covered after all, because she wasn't actually going to be at BravoCon. Um, but they did. she claims that they still paid her the honorarium that she was owed. So she says that she was told by Bravo that the reason she was uninvited is because they were concerned about her safety. She says that's why she was uninvited from BravoCon, because of concerns over the safety from the fans with Jen Shaw. I'm like, are you kidding me? Lisa Rinna literally went on stage and was booed. Like, I don't like, I think Bravo was not concerned. Like, who was going to come for Jen? The elderly? Grandma was going to throw arms at Jen Shaw because she stole her pension money? Like, if Lisa Rinna did it and Lisa Rinna was fine without any security threats, then, like, I mean, Lisa Rinna and Erica Jane, I feel like, would probably be the two most polarizing that would have been there. I mean, obviously Beverly Hills was like the hottest show at the moment during BravoCon, but I feel like Jen Shaw did not have any security. Like if anything, she was the security threat. Oh, Storm says, yes, $5,000 is the honorarium and expenses covered, but not glam or fashion. Yeah, I wouldn't expect glam or fashion to be covered. I, I would assume they would have to bring their own. Um, 
But anyway, so Jen says she didn't crash BravoCon. She was uninvited for her own safety, yet she still decided to come to New York, even though there was a, a safety risk. Like, I'm like, make it make sense. She said that not only she said that she was only not going to the Javits Center, which is where BravoCon was being held. But she literally was around everything outside of the Javits Center. She was at the hotel the talent was staying at. She tried. She was at the after party. She, according to Tamara Judge, tried to crash watch what happens live, but they had security guards and she wouldn't have been able to make it in. But like, if you weren't trying to crash BravoCon, what were you even doing in New York? Like, what was she even doing at BravoCon if she wasn't trying to crash it? I get it. You're not in the conference. Okay, fine. You're not actually in the physical conference, but you were everywhere around it. Like, shouldn't you be home with your family? Like, aren't you facing a sentencing date? But then again, Tamara said she told her she's not going to be facing any prison time. Make it make sense. She said that she wasn't going to the the Watch What Happens Live Legends Ball because she had dinner reservations. And I'm just like, girl, you're telling me you skipped out on Watch What Happens Live because you had dinner reservations where you, you wanted to make sure you got a hot table at Balthazar? Like, what? No, you had dinner reservations because you weren't invited to the Legends Ball. Like, let's not twist the facts. Like, yes, technically you were out to dinner. People love to do the half-truths, right? They're like, I was out to dinner. I couldn't make it. It's like, no, you were out to dinner because you weren't allowed to make it. And it's like, the more I listened to the interview, the more I was like, okay, now I really do believe that you are a con artist because of all the lies that you be spitting out. Like, now I really believe, like, the the amount of, of, of twisting of the narrative that we're trying to do it's a little wild. If Jen Shaw was not was in New York City not for work, then she technically violated her bail condition. That's a good point. Um, that's a really good point about Jen Shaw being there. Well, I mean, I guess it depends, right? There had to have been. I'm sure because she got paid for BravoCon. There was some sort of a loophole that she was able. And that's probably why she kept saying while she was in New York that she was there for work. I'm pretty sure that she had, I mean, there had to have been something covered. I legitimately think she's a sociopath. It's just, it's interesting. And why would you go and do an interview? Like when we had Justin Paparini on the podcast and he was like, I've been to prison for white collar crimes. I help coach people. These are the things that Jen Shaw should do. And it's like, she listened to that podcast and did the absolute everything. She did the absolute opposite of everything he said she should do because she's just not like she's crashing parties she's going to events that she wasn't paid to even be at she was paid not to be there and she still showed up it's like you want to be in the action period you know you wanted to be in the mix you still wanted to be in BravoCon, even though you weren't allowed to be at BravoCon. bravo didn't fly her there she had her own separate hotel room at a separate hotel, which means Bravo didn't book her hotel stay. But she's like, oh, no, I booked a separate room at a separate hotel because that was for my squad. And so she ended up crashing in Heather's hotel room, which is how she ended up going to Tamara's hotel room. Then she gets into the after party of it all, too. She says she didn't crash the after party because the after party was being held at a public venue. She said that you can't crash a public venue. Yes, the venue was public, but the party was not. The party was private. It's like a movie theater is a public venue, but like you still need tickets to get into the actual movie. So yeah, it's technically at a public hotel, but that doesn't mean that you can just crash the parties. So, and I believe, I think it was a general BravoCon after party, but it happened after the Legends Ball and it was mostly like Bravo talent that was there. And I guess like other like PR people and, you know, people that knew Bravo talent that they were able to bring in with them. But she also said that once she got to the party, she said she just walked right in. No hesitation. She said she walked right in. And when she got there, Andy approached her and the Andy Cohen himself had greeted her. And again, I know people that were at that party. Multiple people. I have friends, guys. Good friends that were at that party. Okay, they and I checked with I was texting and calling all of them today and DMing people that I knew were at that party. And I was like, can you confirm this? Can you talk about this? Like, what was the situation? So so she said Andy approached her and greeted her. I was told that Andy did not approach Jen Shaw and he was not expecting to see Jen Shaw and that she's actually the one that approached him and that their interaction was brief, but that Jen was definitely not invited. And Andy was clear on that. 
They were, nobody was expecting to see Jen Shaw except for probably Heather Gay, who invited her. But people at the party, multiple people, confirmed the details of that party. Okay? They were giving me this info in real time, and then I checked back with them to reconfirm the details today after listening to Jen Shaw's interview. The event was not public. There were two security checkpoints, one at the main door, one at the side door. It was mostly Bravo talent from the Legends Ball. I believe the only ones that weren't there were the, the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. But you essentially had to know someone in order to get in. Like, it wasn't just open to the public. It was not a public party. And Jen Shaw was not on the guest list. I believe she got in through Heather Gay. But, like, the, the lies are blatant. And the fact-checking is, like, so easy to do that I'm like, how do we even put out such a, such a, a crazy interview? Like, guys, I had friends there that night, okay? I can't be any more clear. I had friends there that were at the party in the room that night. They were giving me a play-by-play of what was going down at the party that night. So to now watch this interview with Jen's truth and Jen's side of the story, it made my head spin, okay? Because this is not what I was told that night. This was not what I was told the next morning. It was wild to me. Um, yes, John, who's coming for you, the elderly? Exactly, Margie's mom. White collar crimes, that's so annoying to me. It's either a crime or it's not white collar. I mean, no, yeah, but there are different types of crimes. There's blue collar, white collar, like, you know. Um, can you repeat any of it, Zach? Repeat any of what, Val? Let I'm ready to mention it all. It's insane that she showed up. The ball's on her. I agree. Jen is such a con artist. Uh, just to get in to watch what happens live, your name has to be on a list. Jen is telling stories. Exactly. She didn't just walk into like a, a ballroom that was just open to the public. Okay, we've heard from the Girardi victims. Where are the victims of Jen Shaw? I'll wait. Didn't we see? There were at least like one or two of them in the Hulu documentary that they did of Jen Shaw. There were people that were victims of the Jen Shaw of the um, the fraud case. Didn't, there was like one woman, if I remember correctly, she was there. Jen in here commenting. Jen's not commenting in here, is she? No, Jen Shaw has me blocked. Jen's not in here. Is she? No. Yeah, Jen Shaw blocked me. I mean, and for good reason, too. I don't kiss her ass. What are your uh what your friends who were at the party were texting you in real time? What were they saying about the party? Oh, um, they were just saying that Jen was there. She was acting like there wasn't, you know, she was acting like she didn't have an upcoming sentencing. She was trying to be the life of the party. She was she loved when people would ask her to take selfies. She was uh dancing like there's no tomorrow. Oh, there was a photo with Andy Cohen and Jen that had surfaced. Apparently, that was a photo that Andy Cohen was taking with a group of people, and Jen Shaw jumped into that picture, but she, Andy didn't know that she was part of the picture until after the fact. Um, he didn't realize that he was taking a picture with Jen Shaw. He was taking a picture with a group of people. She happened to jump in on it at the last minute, and that's why there's that group photo. And you can tell Andy and Jen are both on opposite ends of that group. Zach, how does it feel that Adam is one of your friends who now shows his support publicly for her? Adam is not one of my friends. Um, we're, I think that's been made very clear. We are not friends, unfortunately. I thought we were, but I guess the company you keep, right? Okay. Um, Bravo has tight security. I can confirm that. Yeah. I mean, again, from the people that were at the party, they said that it was not, you couldn't just walk right into the party. I think Heather Gay got her into the party. Or the security guard probably was familiar with housewives, and they're like, oh, yeah, Jen Shaw, she's a housewife. Yeah, let her in. I don't know how she got into the party, but it wasn't an actual, like, you know. But anyway, so outside of the BravoCon after party, yeah, because we talked about the photo. We talked about Andy Cohen. She was dancing up a storm. You saw the videos of her dancing at the party. So whatever then she talks about the tmz video that surfaced where she was saying remember there was the she was wearing like this gold jacket and she's screaming at this guy and they're talking about some guy named randy and they're going back and forth screaming at each other right there are like other people involved it, it like seemed like some big scuffle but this is literally happening on the streets of downtown salt lake city just like out in public somebody in their car had filmed it they'd sent it to tmz so she confirms that 
the video was sent to TMZ because some people are like, yeah, TMZ, like paparazzi is hanging out in Salt Lake City. No, somebody filmed it and then gave the footage to TMZ. They signed it over. Remember like how Amber Heard's footage got to TMZ and she didn't know how they got it, but TMZ was like, well, copyright, you have to sign it over to TMZ in order for them to release it. So Jen says that her team actually got a call from TMZ and her team confirmed that that was Jen Shaw, but that they also confirmed that there were no other Salt Lake City housewives and none of the people there were Jen's family because that was also part of like the rumors that were circulating when the video was first published by TMZ. So... TMZ did verify that it was Jen Shaw and Jen Shaw was aware that the video was out there, but the video wasn't published until a week later. So Jen is saying that she was walking out of dinner and she happened to see a group of drunk people and they were all just in the street, circle jerking, who knows what. And then Jen saw them yelling at a gay couple and Jen Shaw being, you know, the the good human, humanely, you know, the good citizen, the good Samaritan that she is, she decided to jump in and defend the gay couple because she wanted to make sure she got involved to make sure that they were safe and to make sure that they made it to their car safe because, you know, Jen is just such an upstanding citizen. I mean, the gay couple must have been young because we know she doesn't like the elderly. But she said that she only she said that we only saw three fourths of what really went down that night and that she inserted herself to protect this gay couple because she didn't want anything to happen to them. I don't know if you want to believe that. I can't confirm or deny any of that. I just know that's what Jen was saying about it. So similar to when Jen outed Brooks Marks. Listen. That's just her side of it. I can debunk the BravoCon after party stuff. I can debunk the Bravo stuff. I can debunk the uh, firing from Salt Lake City. I can't speak to the TMZ video. I just know she lied about a lot of other things in this interview. So why would we all just believe this? I don't know. Maybe you believe it. Maybe she really is just, maybe like Kathy Hilton, Jen Shaw is just a big defender of the gays. Maybe Jen just loves the gays and she just wanted to make sure we were, were all safe in this world. <sighs> um, well, they will surely come forward and confirm her story. I mean, who knows? Maybe they'll come forward and maybe they won't. I don't really know. I'm just saying. Jen Shaw, the upstanding citizen, really? Okay, listen, that's her story. And listen, this interview was her truth, right? This was Jen's side of the story. We gave Jen a platform to tell her truth. So who am I to deny? Who am I to, to debunk it? You know, Jen, she tells nothing but the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. Kathy and Jen are quite, listen, Kathy and Jen are quite the duo. They are quite the duo. Wait, they haven't they, sorry, I almost said something really shady. I was like, haven't they both been on the same platform that helped them tell their truths? Defender of the gays. She wishes, that's her story storm. She's a defender. Jen Shaw is a defender of the gays. She loves the gays. Okay, any other questions about Jen Shaw before I get myself into trouble? And then we can talk about uh, Real Housewives of New York and the recent exit or potential firing that has now come out. Hi, Aaron. Hi, Miss Red. Hi, John. Defend me then, Storm. Endub's in the house. Oh, Endub is on Instagram and on YouTube right now. Where's her cape? Oh, her she's going to get well her her superhero jumpsuit is going to be orange. That's her her uniform, her Spidey jumpsuit and her cape. They're all going to be orange when she goes to prison. Did Kathy say anything when Paris called gay men gross? Not that I can recall. Let's face it, if it wasn't for the gays, Jen wouldn't have any fashion. Maybe she did. I don't know. I'm on both platforms as well. 
That's awesome. Why did Adam give Jen a platform? That's a, that's not a question I can answer. Listen, I gave credit. The interview was on the Up and Adam YouTube channel. It's out there. You can watch it. These those were the highlights of what was said in the interview. Um, it's available on YouTube. You can go and give it a watch yourself. But, um, I mean, it is interesting though, Jen has a fashion sense. She better take lessons from Martha Stewart on how to be the HBIC in Fed Pen. Ooh. Okay. Shall we move on to New York? Real Houses in New York? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So Lizzie Savetsky. She is a social media influencer. Page Six was the first to reveal that Lizzie was... Uh, part of the new Real Housewives of New York reboot. She was not at BravoCon, though, when the official announcement was made. Remember on Watch What Happens Live, Andy Cohen's like, these are the women. They're going to be part of the Real Housewives of New York City reboot. And that's Side De Silva, Uba Hassan, Aaron Dana Leakey, uh, Litchie, Jenna Lyons, Lizzie, Giselle Tank, and Bryn Whitfield. Those were the cast members that they announced. Lizzie was not there. She, for whatever reason, was not in attendance. But I believe Andy said that Lizzie, you know, he's like, she, you're going to get to meet her later. He alluded that there was going to be some drama that we were going to see with Lizzie. Apparently, she was a spicy, polarizing figure on the show. Andy kind of teased that a bit. Well, earlier this week, Lizzie revealed that she would be leaving the show. And she claims that there were anti-Semitic attacks on her. And that's why she decided that she would no longer be part of the show. Now, before she released that statement, I had heard earlier in the week that there was some behavior that was deemed problematic on Lizzie's behalf and that she was called out by some of the other women. But it's been revealed that I mean, she was either fired or possibly voluntarily quit, which is her story. And it this happened after she got into it with Bryn Whitfield, who's another newbie that's joining the cast, over a difference in some personal views. So apparently she'll only be in the start of the season, but she'll likely be left out for the, or well, not even likely, they're still filming it, but she won't be in the remainder of the season. Unclear how much they're going to keep her in the show or how much they're going to edit her out of the show. Um, I mean, it sounds like it got spicy for sure. I mean, I don't know if I, I don't know how I feel. Like, it sounds like it's clearly something possibly political. It's unclear what the actual issue was, um, but they had some sort of issues with each other. Bryn and Lizzie, they get into it, and the story that's circulating online is that she was fired, that Lizzie was fired as a result of her interactions with Bryn. Lizzie is saying that she quit the show because of anti-Semitic attacks. It's unclear if those were like online attacks from people or online attack or uh, attacks from the women on the cast. My thing with all of this is that like, this was all so premature. Bravo's announcements of all of it, right? Like Real Housewives at this point is like really starting to circle the drain very quickly. The franchise of New York overall. I feel like they should have kept it how they always do, right? Don't tell the women that you're filming a Housewives show when it's a new show. Film it as an entirely different show. Say it's a reboot of Manhattan Moms, whatever the case may be. Film it as a different show. And then once the show is wrapped and we know that we have a good season in the bell or a good season in the bank, then we can announce it as a Housewives show and make it official with cast pictures, a teaser, maybe not necessarily a trailer, but like let's not announce any of this until we actually are like solid and happy and secure with what we have. But the early announcements of the reboot, the early announcements of Legacy without any of like the filming or the cast confirmations, like this is just a mess. Like Legacy sounds like it's a mess. We don't have Bethany. We don't have Ramona. We don't even know which of the other women's Jill has said she's not even sure if she'll do it. We all know Jill's going to do it. But like she said, she's not sure if she'll do it. But like, I just feel like we announced all this way too early. Now we have this fallout with Lizzie who's quitting halfway through filming. Like, we should have just 
left New York as it is, maybe we could have done a reboot. Maybe it could have been a real girlfriends in New York, right? Similar to when they did real girlfriends in Paris. Filmed a show that they told the women was not going to be housewives. See if they liked it enough to make it a, a real housewives or see if they liked it enough to make it a real girlfriends in Paris. Or they could have done like, what was it, Texicana's? which was technically not Real Housewives of Dallas. It was its own variation, Texacanas. So, like, we could... Shaws of Sunset, that Vanderpump Rules, like, these other shows that it could have been that aren't a Housewives show. I feel like we could have done something with it, but we needed to really cast it. We needed to do chemistry chemistry tests. We needed to really see how the storylines developed and then see how many episodes we could even get out of this. And then once it all felt right, then we can go and make this, like, a real show, but I feel like all of it just happened way too early. And it's just like, are you guys even excited about the, the reboot of, of Roni? Are you even, I'm not excited about the reboot. I'm not excited about legacy. Again, I feel like this is also premature and we could have done a lot better with a lot of this. So. She'll get the Nicole James edit. Oh, that's right. Nicole was barely in it. That's probably what they're going to end up doing with Lizzie Storm. Um, I truthfully don't think that she used anti-Semitism as an excuse. As a Jew, I cannot fathom that. That was my take on it, too. And I, I sorry I didn't make that point clearer earlier on. Um, that's a really big accusation to make. But also, to be fair... It's also a really big accusation to make for Mia to say that she has cancer or, you know, so I understand why some of the other women were calling Mia out and being like, well, do you have cancer or don't you have cancer? Because that's a really big accusation to make on the show. So I, nothing surprises me at this point. Mia says she has cancer. Jen Shaw says that she's innocent. At this point, I wouldn't be surprised by any of these things, you know? Jen's out here saying that the reason Mary didn't go to the reunion is because Jenny Wynn is racist. And like that, the timeline of all of that just doesn't add up. It doesn't come together. It doesn't make sense. Um, listen, a lot of what Jen said didn't make sense. Uh, my last comment on that. I'm sorry, Zach. Didn't want to make you uncomfortable or put you in a bad spot. Um, oh. Oh, you're talking about the Kelly Dodd. Sorry. Um, this is being used to gin up drama. So viewers will watch episodes one through three and maybe get hooked. Possibly. I mean, possibly that makes a great suggestion. Now everyone is roasting Real Houses of New York. I mean, I just don't think it's actually going to be that great. Jill Zarin would show up for an opening for opening the envelope. Um, whoa, this live chat is lit. Yes, guys, hit uh, hit the like button if you're watching this and you're enjoying tonight's live. Give me a little heart on Instagram if you're watching this and enjoying tonight's live. Wow, we've been talking straight for 45 minutes. Yeah. Let me know what your thoughts are. Very, very wild. What did Brian say? Honestly, we all have Bravo fatigue at this point. I agree. I have Bravo fatigue. That's why I've been watching like more Netflix. I've been watching more reality shows over there. I've been watching more scripted television. You know, I think it's best that like Beverly Hills is on a break right now. I feel like more of the shows need to take more breaks again like they used to. She said that her grandmother didn't survive the Holocaust to go through this. I mean, listen, these are I haven't really I read some of what Lizzie has put out. Um, I just know that there are other variations of that story that are being put out there. I hope that's not what she's doing. I hope that she's not using anti-Semitism to garner up sympathy and support. But at this point, we've seen people do some crazy shit on these shows. So ooh, that's why I love book club. Why do you love book club? I love book club too. And I'm enjoying the Matthew Perry book. I've also been avoiding Twitter. Yeah, Twitter is rough. I have to avoid, I've been avoiding DMs and Twitter and Apple podcast reviews. I've had to like tune it all out. So I'm just like, ooh, no. We're on appeal for legal reasons. I cannot watch Kelly. She's too much for legacy. Yeah, Kelly Ben Simone is not interesting to me at all. Zach, what do you think of The Circle on Netflix? Um, I watched seasons one and two of The Circle. They were good. I liked season one better. Season two was good. I was actually supposed to be on The Circle. I think season two or season three. I was going to be on it. And then 
they ended up moving me over to another show. I don't think that other show ended up airing or it hasn't aired. It might air soon. And when it comes out, then I can be like, oh, that's the show I was telling you guys about. And I can give you all the scoop on that. But yeah, I was supposed to do The Circle. And then um, it's funny. I think in season two, they had a guy, his name was Courtney, and he ended up being a podcaster. Um, And I was like, oh, so that's who that character ended up becoming when it wasn't me. Oh my God, thank you for the super stickers, guys. Thank you, Charmin BB. Love it. Um, Listen, I would have tore up that game show. Put me on a game show and I would thrive. Love is Blind season three is wild. I heard it's wild. I haven't watched it. I saw season one and two. Haven't watched season three yet. Love that you covered the world outside of Bravo. I'd totally be down for an hour. Oh my God, I would love Jennifer Coolidge. Can you imagine if I could land a Jennifer Coolidge interview? I've never even thought about that. I would love to. I have to put in an ask somewhere because that would be great. She's been incredible. I've been watching more documentaries, true crime, nothing like a murder cleanse from the housewives. I can't do true crime. I can't do true crime because usually true crime ends with them saying the man is still out there. And I go through the whole episode or the whole documentary or whatever only to find out that Jeffrey Dahmer is on the loose. And if you have a tip, please call this tip line. And I'm like, no, I don't want to have a tip. I don't. I want you to tell me he's locked away and he's never coming out. And that's not true because true crime's always like, this is the number to call if you happen to see a man that looks like this. And I'm like, I see men that look like that all the time. I've slept with four of them that look like that. Nope, not today, sister. Not today. I don't like that true crime. 48 hours. Nope. Unsolved mysteries. Not today, Satan. Not today. I don't have Twitter, but I'm happy about that. Yeah, don't go on Twitter. It's not fun. <laughs> yeah, no true crime. See, people get it. And Dubs says she's a scaredy cat. I agree. I can't. I don't get like the women who love all those shows. The stalker show is creepy on Netflix. I don't like any of those creepy stuff. Nope. Because then I'm like afraid that I'm that somebody's stalking me and hunting me down. Most true crime has the killer caught in the end. Most true crime, Sarah. But a lot of them don't. And the thing too, like Dahmer was terrifying because I'm like, oh my God, there's like a Dahmer that there's like a man like Dahmer that's out there now. And he's probably going to want to eat my face. I can't feel my face when I'm with you. You don't want Jeffrey Dahmer's tip? No, thank you. Too many crazies for all the murder shows to get inspo. Exactly, Storm. I can just imagine Zach in his apartment with his popcorn wrapped in a blanket, checking out all of his neighbors. Exactly. Trust me, you don't think I've already thought about somebody like coming in here and murdering me? I'm like, it's okay. On display, on display, everyone can see you. I have floor to ceiling windows. They can see you. There's cameras in the lobby. There's cameras in the elevator. There's cameras in the hallways. There's security downstairs. Like I picked the building that I'm in because I ain't trying to, you know, Jen Shaw's worried about her safety at BravoCon. Uh-uh, not too, nobody's going to eat my face today. They can eat something else, but it's not going to be my face. Who needs to watch it when we're living it daily? Exactly. Dahmer's locked up. You can sleep. Yes, but there is probably somebody else like Dahmer out there. Not today. Don't eat my face merch. <laughs> eat my ass, not my face. <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. speaking of, I'm trying to make new merch happen, guys. Oh, shit, I wasn't supposed to announce that. Yeah. Anyway, there's new merch that's likely going to be announced this upcoming week. And there's going to be a special promotion for Black Friday through Cyber Monday. It's going to be fun new merch. It may be with some of your favorite Royal Housewives stuff. Maybe some of your Beverly Hills stuff. And there's going to be a special discount for Zach Pack members on YouTube. So if you're a member on the Zach Pack YouTube memberships, you'll get a special 30% off promotion out uh, outside of the, the general Black Friday promotion that we'll be running on merch. So I need Zach Pack merch. I have nothing yet. Well, get ready because next week I'm launching the promo and all Zach Pack members will get 30% off. Everyone else will get 25% off, but Zach Pack members will get a 30% off discount. So stay tuned. I may be dropping some new items this upcoming week just in time for Black Friday. 
Um, will Lisa get fired from Beverly Hills? Do you think? I actually don't think Lisa Rinna is going to get fired from Beverly Hills. I think the more time we kind of sit on it, I actually kind of feel like Lisa probably will take it a little more tame. Maybe kind of, you know, not go as hard next season, but I actually can see her coming back at this point. I don't know. Any, I don't have any insider info on that. I'm just saying I wouldn't be surprised. Um, not eat my face merch. Don't eat my face wine. Oh my God. Don't eat my face wine. I want to do like a fun theme around something, you know, like when Legally Blonde comes out, we should do like a legal theme. We're on appeal for legal reasons. Okay, shall we wrap? I think we should wrap. Um, thank you guys for joining tonight. So maybe I'll do like a an Instagram after party. Like a well, I guess we always do YouTube after parties. I don't know. Do we want to do an after party? Oh, actually, I think I might have dinner plans tonight. Um, I have to confirm that. Maybe I'll do a surprise little Instagram live at some point. Who knows? All right, guys. Love ya. Appreciate you. Aaron, you're still here. Thank you for the live tonight, Zach. Thank you, Aaron, for tuning in. Um, and like I said, guys, be sure to check out what is it, Sweet Navidad? Sweet Navidad to catch our girl Norma on Lifetime. I love to support the Zach Pack. Check out for Esperanza. Look out for Esperanza. Esperanza. I have your spilling tea hoodie on. Aw. I'm going to Sharpie marker line between you and Adam. Oh, no, no, you don't need to do that. Listen, guys, no, 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 no. Enjoy the the merch. Enjoy the show. I, I had a blast doing the tour with Adam. I really, really did. Um, it was a lot of fun. And I can look back fondly and I can, you know, appreciate the fun that we did have. So that is what I'll say. What's your zodiac sign? I'm a Gemini, babe. I'm a Gemini. Baby, please don't go, 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 go. Baby, please don't go, 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 go. Well, you're going to get more of me if you guys missed the Twitter spaces that I did with Andy and Evan. That's up now on Twitter. So you can go and listen to that on the Twitter. Um, I'm going to be, I have a new episode of You're Doing Amazing, Sweetie, coming out on the Ringer Reality TV podcast tomorrow, breaking down Kardashians. I was on Proud FM today. I guess you can't re-listen really to that because I was on the radio and it already aired. But listen, I'm putting out content every day, baby. Zach is a Gemini and so is Zach. Yeah, grab those tits, girl. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right, guys. Love you. Mean it. I will talk to you um, soon, I guess. Yeah. Wow, I can't believe it's already the end of the week. If you want to keep up with me and give me a follow personally, oh my, look at that, Amanda Moore, dropping the super stickers. Love it, Amanda. Um, if you want to keep up with me, you can keep up with me at Just Plain Zach. Be sure to stock up on some No Filter Wine at NoFilterWine.com. NoFilterWine.com. Follow me at Just Plain Zach. Follow the podcast at No Filter with Zach. I always keep you up to date on the latest happenings in the reality TV, pop culture, celebrity world at No Filter with Zach. And yeah, I'm going to kill this coffee. Maybe make a little popcorn. I don't know. I'm going to live life tonight. All right, guys. I will talk to you very, very soon. Maybe I'll do a surprise after party this weekend. Never know. All right, guys. Love you. Mean it. Ciao for now. <laughs>